We are Living by the Word Ministries, a nonprofit organization dedicated to one cause. That cause is the truth given in the Holy Bible, which we believe is the inerrant and infallible Word of God, conferred to man to live by. We let the Word of God be the final authority as to what is or is not true. We strongly feel that if we do not expose false doctrine, we only encourage it. This ministry is designed to challenge you from an apologetic point of view. 1 Peter 3.15 instructs us to always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. This is Michael Tinsley. Please stay tuned while we arm you, the believer, to keep living by the word. It's the noble thing to do. Yes, 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 indeed. It is a noble thing to do to keep living by the word. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Living by the Word Ministries presentation of the Bible Information Brokers. My name is Daryl Easy D. Fulton. I'm one of the teammates, and we'll be getting into the broadcast momentarily. But I would ask everyone that's out there that's listening to us by any method that you're listening to us to go with me to the throne of God for a word of prayer so we can filter this broadcast and dedicate it to the Lord as we should do most of the things in our life, if not all the things in our life. Father God, we thank you again for the privilege of life, just breath in our bodies. It it didn't have to be that way, but by your grace, we're still here. And we just ask and pray that the the method of which we are coming to you, uh, joining in with the listening audience and the teammates here at Bible Information Brokers, with a question and answer format. What is the questions? The questions are anything that's going on in life. What is the answer? What you have to say about it. Lord, help us to understand what you have to say about it, the various things that we've read before, the studies that we've done over the years. Father God, the dedication to your word and your ministry has been, again, our privilege and our pleasure and our through our edification. But now we ask that we might glorify you with the listening audience participating. They do their part. We do our part. Lord, you'll be glorified. And even in your glorification, we'll be edified. So help us to do just that, Father God. Set aside this minimal time that we have during the whole week to honor you please accept our praise father god through our hearing the questions answering the question from a biblical perspective to hear what you have to say about the questions that may be presented to us tonight help us be with us lord glorify yourself through us and we just thank you for the privilege and opportunity to work in your kingdom in jesus name and for his sake i pray amen amen brian allen how you doing my brother Doing well. Doing. Surprisingly, I, w- I got a nap in before the radio show. I fell asleep at like 4 o'clock. <coughs> I woke up at 7. I'm thinking it was the next morning. <laughs> yeah, see, you, you got to be careful as we get a little older, brother. I, and I, I can was, tell you about that. And I said, oh, I told my, oh. I missed I, the show and what happened. God's going to be mad. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I, I said, I said, I said, I got to get ready for work. <laughs> Just take a break and come on in. <laughs> Just take a break and come on in and talk but, about breaks. But it, Yeah, talk about breaks. Hey, you, you introduce him. Introduce who? Huh? Who introduce who? Uh, the guy who's, who's part of that union. Oh, the, oh, the union guy. Yeah, the uh, union guy. PCH Professor Craig Hawkins. Are you there, sir? Yeah. <laughs> we see we see you. We see you lit up right here, brother. So we know you're somewhere. <laughs> How you doing, PCH? <laughs> <laughs> okay, triple eight nine nine five. No, 
we we also have when he comes back from his break. We also have Eric. Eric's better receive your phone calls. We're gonna answer questions by those methods. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two is the number. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two. You can start calling right now. If my understanding is correctly, uh, Brian, we're having trouble with the Facebook page, so it may not be on in right, Facebook. I'm checking right now. They told so, us it might not be up. Okay. And- and so they can't listen to us either audio or video by Facebook. But if you listen to us by the other methods that you have, then we thank you and welcome you to the broadcast. So please take an opportunity too, if you want, to send us questions by way of a tweet, messenger, or um, our emails at Bible Info Brokers, Bible Info Brokers. I don't think they know to try to get Craig on the line. No, Craig's there. Craig is there. Uh, I'll, I'll show you how to get Craig there. You know, Brian, that that that, that dinners we brought, uh, is Craig coming down to the studio? We have those dinners? I'll just save his, and uh, next time we see him, I'll put it on ice like we do in Louisiana. We ice everything and then eat it later. Uh, so without further ado, we want to introduce other teammates. Uh, Professor Craig Hawkins, are you with us, sir? It's too dead. Yeah, it is too dead. I see that. Usually I hear some breathing or something. So is Craig on the line, guys, or is he just doing his, his break back? He is on the line. See, okay. Okay. okay, I know what's going on now. This is really good. This is really good. Let me see. Let me put my glasses on and read that note. The note said, I have him on on air. He must be either be muted or on break. Now, we didn't write that. Somebody in the uh, control room wrote that to us. But anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening in, uh, we are live. If you haven't guessed it by now, because how can you do a, we're a on, audio uh, like this? We're on uh, Facebook now, too. Oh, we are on Facebook. Okay, so yeah. those that are also in the Facebook like land, go ahead, check in with us. Let us know that you're out there, and we'll be able to deal with questions from that method, from our email.com uh, website address. Also from uh, Tweet and Messenger. All those apparatuses, all those formats and platforms is Bible Info Brokers. Bible Info Brokers. But if you're so inclined, you've been listening for some years now, listening just your new listening, you can call us right now. Eric will receive your phone call. He's the other teammate. That is the most important person. He sets things up at 888 Brian. I think we have kind of like an unofficial teammate. Which is Gabe? Oh, when Gabe, look, if without Gabe, we wouldn't have none of this technology. He's over there, but uh, but, but we, what we don't have is a professor on the line. I see the thing was lit up. Now it's not. Now he's up. Now he's down. Don't let Craig intimidate you guys and be taking breaks unauthorized. So we have to deal with that that union rep, Brian. But ladies and gentlemen, listen. Um, while we have while we're getting things set up, uh, please take an opportunity to call in. Uh, call Eric right now, triple eight nine nine five 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 two, and beginning a broadcast. We may have had some questions that did not get answered from last week or the weeks before, and you desiring to get those questions answered. Uh, the archive shows are on our Facebook page, also on Spotify and other um, platforms. But if you go to our website at bibleinfobrokers dot com. BibleInfoBrokers.com. You could check while the broadcast is going on and uh, kind of navigate through the resources that we have to offer. It looks like we lost Facebook again. So okay, well, it might be on and off. Yeah, it'd be on and off. So, you know, that's again, that's just technology, but we're going to still deal with the things of God. We're still going to deal with any questions that may come in. If not, we have some things that we probably need to talk about in regards yeah, there was to something that I want to talk about from last week. When we took yeah, the we didn't do it. I remember that. Remember that well, it was, last week. it was something that we had talked about, mm-hmm. but I want to. 
take it a little bit further. They get a little more deep into it. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, there's a lot of things that's going on, especially in the world today with un- unfortunate war and things going on over in Ru- Ukraine uh, with Russia and all those dynamics. I did some um, research to, um, because I didn't know too much about the history. I've been to Russia before. I stayed out there for over a month back in the day. And the things I used to hear about it before I went there, they weren't as I was told out here. You know, you sort of get uh, news, and I'm not saying it was fake news. It was just the interesting news back in the mid to late 80s that I was down there and had an opportunity to see firsthand uh, people. Met a lot of people still kind of in contact with some folks. That was be, um, uh, right before, the uh, I think, the wall came down because I met people. And actually, the place I stayed in, Brian, I, the hotel that I stayed in was right next to uh, uh, a place called Georgia or a Eurovan. And the luxury that we were staying in because we were invited with the team, you know, you look outside the window, man, that was where they had that devastating earthquake some years ago. Had a chance to walk the streets, talk with the people, man. It was a sad, sad, sad situation. And my heart went out to many people there. I had an opportunity to, you know, sort of talk with people while I was down there, even though we were there for entertainment. Uh, we uh, had an opportunity, uh, just a life, life pleasure to be able to meet people all around the world in different cultures and ethnicities and learn of them and learn what they're going through there. The different and a lot of them were believers. A lot of them were believers out there in in Russia. Yes, even in Russia, they have many believers out around there the world. Well. Man. Around the world, man, that's God's universal um, universal kingdom. Universal kingdom. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, as we set up the uh, the call, as a matter of fact, I would ask that someone who is one of our regular listeners uh, go ahead and call in. Let's make sure these lines are working because we may be having some technical difficulty uh, in regards to uh, the broadcast. We're trying to bring the professor back on. They're working on that. Or if they already have them, I don't see it on there. So let me make sure. Uh, Gabe, we still are working on getting the professor in here. If they can even hear me. What if I'm, we're being heard, Brian? Uh, hopefully we're there, yes. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we're, we, we're still trying to get Craig on? Okay. okay, very good. I just want to make sure that we are being heard out there. Because I know some of the instruments, people are probably wondering, what kind of studio are they work in? <laughs> <laughs> no, look, things happen. Look, this yeah. is live. This is like TV, live things can, are technically, um, you have to deal with them, you know, uh, for the most part, probably about 90, 90, high 90%. We never have the difficulties that we're having right now, but that's okay. We're going we're gonna to roll with it. As you're out there listening to us by the, the sound of my voice, I want you to real, really prayerfully consider your participation patient in uh, this ministry for the couple hours that we're on live week in and week out as the Lord has provided through our faithful listeners. And just uh, just really consider, I know those you may be praying for is those that um, have been uh, supporting this, this broadcast, this ministry for all the time that we've been on. Uh, people go way back. And I would just ask that you really consider, prayerfully consider how the Lord will use you and what the Lord has, how the Lord has grown you. And we would, I would love to hear from you. The whole listening team would love to hear those encouraging reports and also discouraging reports. If some things that you don't like, we could, we're big boys. We could take it. We consider everything because we don't know everything and we don't claim to know everything, but uh, through the studies of the word of God, through making ourselves available by the spirit of God, we want to get answers to people about what thus saith the Lord in regards to life, regards to growing up, regards to sanctification, and growing up in your Christian faith, and being able to deal with the vicissitudes of life as far as in and outside the church, on your job, in your home, with your friends, at work, and in play. So, again, 
The number you can call, Eric, right now, I see uh, the lines are lighting up. I see that that means I think they're working there. It's 888-995-5552, 888-995-5552. Now, Brian, I was talking to you about, you know, that I'm getting ready to, um, let me just say it now, we have time as people calling in. Get ready to launch this godly game of golf. And um, even though I, I kind of, kid about it tongue-in-cheek and here i'm very serious about it because it is a whole ministry and i'm as i'm learning more and more about this game and just uh the idea my challenge to you football loving basketball loving baseball loving people out there ask yourself a question about the games that we play you know the sports i just named and what other game do you know that your opponent is the actual golf course well let here here's a question i have sure okay and i, and I think this is more for the listening audience okay uh, you know what you're doing the, the, this golf uh, this golf game mm-hmm. this new golf game that you're doing and you're you know you let the listening audience know that you're it's it's tied into Christianity Absolutely. it's tied into to to the Lord so what I'd like for you to do is uh, explain I mean since we're talking yeah. every week about golf how does that relate to excellent or how is it and how is it going to be used as a ministry uh, for God's work? Very good. Well, in, in the game of golf itself, they're going through some troubled times right now. They have a, a history that is not too attractive, but the game itself and the principles of the game is as close to the Bible as far as a sport as anything else. How so? Uh, in, in regards to um, uh, like this, it's, in other words, even though people make – uh, how you say fun about the the ethics of golf because you don't really need a referee as it were you're supposed to referee yourself like the bible tells us to examine ourselves no other sport that i'm aware of that is a competitive sport like like golf is a competitive sport when you're playing against uh someone playing against the same course that you're playing against like they do weekly on the professional tour that you would Govern yourself. You, 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 yes, there are referees out there to make sure, you know, people, we are human beings and people will do everything from uh, missed calls or things like that. But the game of golf in regards to ministry is simply this that if believers who play the game of golf can understand that you have an actual audience with people who you don't even know, don't know anything about them, and the game of golf is very much like uh, the body of Christ. We were talking in church today about Galatians 3, about there's neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free, you know, woman or male in the body of Christ as far as salvation is concerned. The golf game, uh, Brian, when people just imagine you just walking up to the golf course, don't know anybody, and you check in. You check in with the starter, the creator, if you would. So he, he's, he puts your name on the list, and then when you get to the tee, when it's not your turn to play, those three or four of the people that you're going to be playing with, you know nothing about them. What a beautiful opportunity to show those people Christianity through how you play this game that is very strong on uh, etiquette, very strong on ethics, very strong on you see your ball move, you do something wrong according to the rules of etiquette of golf. You have to correct yourself. You marshal yourself. You tell on yourself. And so when I say things like that from a referee perspective, I've seen no other game close to it. Maybe maybe tennis a little bit when you make calls when you don't have a referee. But the game of golf is is just it, just a game that if you know anything about it, those golfers know what I'm talking about. It's a game that will never be perfected. It will never be perfected because of the difficulty of the game. 
human beings are not perfect. So when I came out with this perfect game of Fulton 54, like I told you about, it's designed to let people know that in this game of golf shows you how this life is. It definitely shows you how Christianity is. We are told to be perfect, even as our father in heaven is perfect. But yet we know that we will not be perfect. We know that we will sin like that. And those opportunities that you have four and five hours, four and five hours with people, you have an opportunity to show Christ through this game and minister how by learning of those people that you're with total strangers for our audience to me what greater ministry can you have in the sport or game like golf so that's okay that's a little bit of it I mean you know I kind of can go on for hours with this because I've been doing this stuff and setting it up and I believe the Lord gave it to me but what also the Lord gave us is the opportunity to introduce our other teammate which I thought he was on I, thought he, I mean yeah, we thought he was we, messing I, with I, us. he thought he was messing with us big time but I'm going to see if he's there now because I see his uh, button there lit up Professor Craig Hawkins are you with us Yes, I was on a union break. <laughs> We've already said that. <laughs> I thought break was over at, at 10. No, did you hear anything in the beginning that we said? No. Okay, wow. You have to go back and listen, bro. We won't spoil it for you. But uh, you, you, yes, I'm glad you're laughing loud because you're going to enjoy it when you hear it. You, you kind of know how your boys will treat you. You know, we, we, we care about you, man. We'll make sure everything was all right with you. And, and I trust and pray that it is. So how are you doing this Sunday, brother? How are you doing this Lord's Day, which every day is? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you doing okay, PJ? He has that, la- it's that laugh. Yeah, he's, he just think, he think I got something else to say, and I really don't. All I know is that, folks, we, we're we going to take your calls. Go ahead and start calling in, please. We appreciate that. Uh, but, we, Brian, you had some things you wanted to start off yeah. with. But let me give the number and everything okay. now so people can set up the calls. We'll deal with your subject matter, and then we'll uh, take calls and questions as they come in. 888-995-5552 is the number. 888-995-5552. Call Eric right now. We have all those open lines. Every other format, I think we're on Facebook again. Are we live on Facebook or not? Uh, I will check. Um, look, you know it's not up no, yet. No, not up yet. Okay, but anyway, folks, everything else is Bible Info Brokers, the .com website. You can send us an email, question, messenger. Uh, those things are, um, you can send a question that way also. Even though we're not live, you can also use Facebook to type in your question if you're so inclined as well to send us a question by way of Facebook. And by doing so, now we're again, up again. We up okay, so we may be up and down. So folks, be patient with the uh the technology and just know that you can also send a question by way of Facebook because we'll receive the question. We just won't get a, a live presentation there. Okay, uh, now Princess Diana <laughs> she, <laughs> she, she just made a remark. She says, Out here in cyberspace Cyberspace, that's the place. She's been talking to you, Daryl. Looking <laughs> forward to another great program. Well, there it is, yeah. And then Karen, hello, no volume. So um, let's, let us know if you have volume right now. Uh, just uh, type it in if you have volume. Just say yes or no, thumbs up, thumbs yeah. down. Folks, communicate with us on that also, and we apologize. Um, you know, it's not us controlling it. It's just a matter of the, the technology, as it were. And we're not being put off of Facebook for anything that uh, Brian Craig uh, said. As I left myself yeah. out. <laughs> this is what I wanted to talk about and uh, wanted to get your – your thoughts, Craig, and your, and, and Daryl, your thoughts, as well as the listening audience. Remember last week we were talking about <clears throat> uh, karma, and basically, when we did, when when you know, basically, if something bad, if you did something bad, something bad's gonna in return happen to you. Has to happen. No. Do something good. Okay, something good has to happen. And you know, I thought about that, 
and we talked about the grace of God. And it's just so, I mean, it hit me to a different level. Because if you think about it, if you think about karma, the heart of man is wicked. Okay. And, you know, man does a lot of bad things. Okay. Whether it's their thoughts, whether it's something uh, th- that, that is done, whether it's a lie, whether it's whatever the case might be. And you see in a lot of people's lives, more bad things are done than good things. <laughs> and so my th- thought was if karma was actually true, there'd be a whole lot of people in a whole lot of bad situations and in a lot of bad shape because if karma was true, all these things that man does, lies, cheats, steals, thoughts, all those things that are negative, in return with karma, negative things would have to happen. And thinking about the grace of God, you know, the stupid, dumb, bad things that we do in this world, the Lord forgives us. And so my point Mm. is that, again, if karma actually was true, then if you did something bad, then something bad happened would have to happen to you. And a whole lot of people, again, would be in really, really, they'd be in a bad situation. Uh, You see see what I'm saying? If I could say it this way, Brian, tell me if I'm understanding what what you're alluding to. It's not a one-to-one. You're saying that if it was a one-to-one correspondence just to the sins that we do by deed, by omission, commission, and however, every, every, whatever, whatever, the, whatever God says we should be doing and we don't do or whatever God said we should not do and we do do, then I think that if it was like that, I'm hearing your point uh, that uh, if it wasn't but for the grace of God, there go I and a lot of and a lot of things. But I think that the best example I have in my experience, as far as dealing with people and myself as well, knowing how wretched I am, even in a thought life, not so much now it was before because of Christ. I, I, I do. I give you this example. I used to teach traffic school. When people come in there for traffic school, although hey, yeah, yeah, they go to that dumb stuff. No, when people come to traffic school, I used to always pose one question and say, if anybody is in here, been driving more than three years and you've got caught for the only violation you ever made out of the big, thick uh, vehicle code in California in particular, then I would allow this eight hour class to be reduced down to two hours and sign all your slips. If anybody can tell me that they got caught for every violation, and if anybody's in here with the only violation they ever committed, they got caught and got this ticket for and that's why you're going to traffic school to get off your record, Right. I will give you an eight-hour class uh, with two-hour credit. I only had one person in all of my traffic school experience as a teacher to say, yeah, I've only violated the, the, the violation one time and got caught, and the woman was 80 three years old who said that been driving 50 years and i asked the class to examine the situation the place went crazy everyone tried to convince this lady no you have broken the law you did do this and she did not put together the fact that she got caught it's the only violation she ever made okay and obviously when you think about that that's not true yeah that and that's the best example i think i can hear al for for karma you don't get arrested. You don't imagine if you, Craig, imagine if you, as careful as you drive, got a ticket for every violation you committed. Yeah. And, and, you, have and, and you have to go bankrupt. And, and on the flip side, it just really, really puts it, you know, it really 
stamps a seal on how gracious God is and how loving he is and how forgiving he is. Because, man, if karma was real and we had to, you know, for every bad thing we did, something bad, man, we'd be in really, really bad. And it it was funny because it it just that, again, these thoughts (laughs) pop in the shower when I'm taking a shower. Um, (laughs) Craig. (laughs) But anyway, I just just wanted to bring that up because it's – Karma can't, it's just impossible. <laughs> that was my thought. All right. One of the professor, professor, you ever taught on this subject? Well, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your, what's your fast thoughts on it? Well, it's already been said. Yeah. I mean, exactly. But they just say karma gets arranged different ways. So it may, it's not like, let's say, you broke someone's leg intentionally or not. It's not necessarily necessarily the case you get a broken leg. You get something as comparable to that or as equal to that. Mm-hmm. And so it's out various ways. I mean, there's no end of, of the rationalization, but I think Brian makes a good point that, yeah, we, everybody's can out forever, and they'd say, well, that's just it. You have literally millions and millions and millions of lifetimes. At least that's Theravada, for example, Buddhism, but Mahayana says you could actually do it one lifetime. Um, and at any rate, that's, I don't think that's reality. Well, guys, what is real right now is that we are live. We uh, offer the people an opportunity to call in with their open, honest questions. I'm going to give that number out again. Uh, and if we don't get any calls or any questions by way of the other uh, platforms we have, I have a, a few things I want to bring up uh, as far as questions and um, do it that way. But let me offer the uh, phone number again. It's 888-995-5552. 888 Eric is available to receive your phone call. Call in. Call Eric right now. He'll receive your phone call, set you up, and um, get your question asked and answered for tonight. Every other format, I believe, if the Facebook is up and on, you know, on and then format of Facebook or the platform of Facebook, email, tweet, um, or even Messenger is Bible Info Brokers. Bible Info Brokers for all those formats. Dot com is our website. You can send an email that way and get your questions asked and answered. Uh, Brian, is this a question that we're going to deal with here that's in the message box there? Uh, we can. I'm, I'm trying to see what... Well. Basically, it's asking... Well, yeah, I know the answer. And how close are we to the beginning of the tribulation? I, I don't know. I know. No. That's... I, you know what? I think that, um, if I'm not mistaken, guys, that... Uh, Jesus said, even when you start seeing these signs, still be be leery of the idea that these are the uh, the last days and that the end is going to happen. Uh, even when the signs uh, with wars and rumors of wars and all those type of things. But uh, when people deal with the the idea of the the last days, I'm just kind of concerned. I had I had an opportunity to spend about three hours talking to um. A good friend of mine who was a good friend of the other guy that passed away, um, I told you about who wasn't a believer, and I had a chance to talk to him about that. And we had a very candid conversation, him being 91 years old, about life and what he's doing with life at 91 since he stopped you know, playing golf with us, Brian, and I was concerned. So I, he really was thankful that I passed by, and we had a 
very serious conversation. Craig, I can almost imagine that, you know, your dad is, what, 94 now, 94 years old. And the conversations mm-hmm. that we can have with people who are, for all, I guess, the practical purposes, will probably be passing away and entering in eternity before we do. But the reality of the matter is, one of the things that the gentleman said to me, that and it's like, he said it this way. He said, I don't have, not the energy, but he said, I don't have the excitement to live for anything anymore. He wasn't talking about, you know, committing suicide or anything like that. He's just saying, just don't have the excitement. I mean, I know he stopped golfing. He said, you just don't have the energy. He said, he said the word energy, but he said, you don't have the excitement to live for anything. And I asked him a very serious question. The same question I asked him 20 years ago. You are a believer that you say you are. You believe in Jesus Christ. You're from Louisiana like I am. My question is, in your 91 years, what is your relationship with God? Have you read his word all the way through? And he started telling me about his life and how he was the only child, which is unusual for that age uh, age group. And he started telling me about the things that happened to him in life. And and not he wasn't giving an excuse why he didn't read the word of God. But he was he was saying that, you know, I, I, I believe what I was taught. I believe in Jesus. He said, but I have my doubts about how can anyone not accept that grace. And then I refer to the friend that we both lost, and I won't say the gentleman's name, but that same friend told me, please stop talking to my buddy, this guy I was talking to the other day, about this Jesus stuff because I'm going to lose my friend. Wow. And, Craig, those are the type of things that I'm saying we have people in our lives that are teetering on getting ushered into eternity of all things being equal, 90 years of life, and um, still have not dealt with the issue of their eternity. And, it, and I mean, when we talk about it, you know, a lot on this broadcast, and well, we should, but for anyone that's listening out there and you have anybody in your life that has not accepted Christ as Lord and Savior and have not, quote-unquote, heard the gospel message from you, and see the gospel lived out in you, and you've known these people for some years, I'm just asking you to reconsider how you're living in front of the world with this awesome blessing that we have, the the cure of sin. How are you living in front of them, and why have you not, if you have not, shared your blessed Savior with them? And it's just that's just... You know, when I when I have these experiences, man, it just kind of brings me up and down at the same down while I'm dealing with it, saying 90-something years, and excitement that I have an opportunity to talk again about the Lord to someone of such an age. That, I mean, that, that's all, God. I, I don't want to ramble on with it, and um, that's just my thoughts in, in regards to that. So... We're here to take questions, folks. No one called in yet, guys. Uh, I saw the lines were working, so it's 888-995-5552 is the number. 888-995-5552. Uh, everything else is Bible Info Brokers, Facebook, email, tweet, and the other platforms that we have. If you're on our website, please navigate around there. Look at the resources that we have to offer. And, guys, is there anything on your mind and heart that you want to deal with as far as um, uh, issues? PCH, Brian? Well, I, I I want to talk about the Ukraine, and I think oh. what's going on there is just horrific, and I'm really dismayed at, at really the lack of, of NATO backing them, or not enough, I should say, or America giving them trinkets compared to what's going on. 
I mean, it's it's, un, it's unprovoked. There's no reason Putin's just crazy. Um, he, I mean, he clearly wants to try to revive, I don't want to say to revive Roman Empire. He's trying yeah. to revive uh, Russia in its former glory, in quotes, former Soviet Union. And I think we should be, you know, praying, first of all, for, for the Ukrainian people, this period, not just believers, but uh, but uh, church-going people, 60% there are Protestants and, and our brothers and sisters. And again, but even if they weren't, I would want to just for the humanitarian nature of it to be praying for these people and praying that they get some help. I mean, and look at these people; they're they're willing to fight for their for land and against a, a giant. I mean, it's incredible. And I do find it intriguing. About, I mean, I'm interested in prophecy, but I don't talk about it much because people speculate my opinion too much. And they, they're always wrong. <laughs> Everybody thinks of the coming of Christ like we have one thing in common. They're all wrong. We're still here. Um, but I want to live as, you know, in the expectancy of Christ coming. But I do find this interesting. Well, let me just say two things on that note. I mean, one is people, some people who hold to all millennialism or, or post-millennialism don't believe in a, a millennial kingdom and, and the seven-year tribulation period. And I'm like... But it's interesting, our Jewish friends are preparing for, they believe one day they're going to get to rebuild the temple, and they believe that they're going to offer sacrifices again. And so they've been making the implements and the tools, and they've been making investments for the priests and high priests and all that. So, well, don't tell them your eschatology, because they're doing mm, it. Yeah. <laughs> they are planning on it. And I, I do, what my understanding of prophecy is, such as it is, but I do think of what well, the Bible talks about, this incredible army of from the east, which is able to foot an army of 200 million people. Well, China can do that today. I mean, literally, they could put that many people in an army. That's incredible. But I also think of the book of Revelation and elsewhere. Talk, well, excuse me, actually, in the prophetic books in the Old Testament, Ezekiel, whatnot, talking about Gog and Magog, which appear to be, we can trace that back, to be the people, the areas we would call Russia, and that, that area. And it's also intriguing to me that it does even talk about uh, Gomer backing them, and Gomer would be basically the German people. And it is interesting to me that uh, the, the most lackadaisical and, and like, oh, don't don't train yourself, people who don't want to do anything are the Germans. They, they've, uh, they've had a little bit of change of heart, but for a while they didn't want to do anything, practically, as minimal. But at any rate, I mean, I, I do, I, I am intrigued by this, I mean, first of all, I mean, more than the intrigue, I just feel sad, and I want to pray for uh, our, our Ukrainian friends and what's going on, and that God would be gracious to them, and he would help, the Lord would supply them, would would help defend them, however you see it fit, and then, but, uh, for example, through uh, United States and other countries, giving them with the weapons they need now, not in a week or two, it's too late, now, yesterday. I mean, we we so botched this again. I can't yeah, believe that's, it. that's what their oh, president. Was a well, it wasn't really a deterrent. No kidding, he did it. I well, mean, that's what their on. president was saying, Craig. We don't need the sanctions and everything now. These guys, we've been, you know, these guys have been fighting the war and stuff like that. We, your sanctions and everything, all that swift stuff with the money and all those various things that they were talking about. Yeah, they've been. Uh, they should have been on that a long time ago. Now it's 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 a uh, rubber meet the road. It's, well, they've been they're, they're dying right now. 
But you know what? I, I will say this, Craig, and I don't know if you heard about it, that they're, uh, they're not a ceasefire, as it were, but they're having some kind of meeting right by Belarus on the border there. Uh, supposed to be Ukraine and Russia supposed to be meeting and have some kind of diplomatic thoughts. Ah, well, man, I don't know about that. It's going to be I'm interesting. skeptical. Yeah, just yeah. like Biden's meeting with them. That was yeah. too. And then he goes and talks to China and gives China intelligence. And China simply gave that to the Russian. Russian yeah. oh, that was smart. I mean, I, I can't believe how just we're so naive. And I was listening to some commentators, uh, people who are experts you know, in the area of China and, and those type of issues. And one gal herself, Chinese, was talking about how naive is it to think you can go talk to the Chinese and that they're going to say, tell Russians, don't do that. That's not nice. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, my. So uh, it's, it's just sad because this silliness, it's not just, well, it's a mistake. It's, it's costing people their lives. Um, and we've been given so much. We have so much. And I, I think of these dear people. And, you know, yeah, they're sinners like we are, but but they're not any worse sinners. We're just as bad. And God's gracious, been gracious to us, and they're really going through hell and back. And I really want to, uh, I, I want to encourage people to be praying and that God will be gracious to them. And but, but here's one thing. I mean, if you watch history, Russia goes in and invades a nation. Now, if possible, they just take it completely over and don't give it back. But often when the rest of the world calls them out on it, they'll go, oh, okay, oh, well, we can't do that? Okay, well, we won't take all of it. We'll just take half of the country. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. in other words, it's so dumb. We, we let them get away with stuff. Uh, a quarter or eighth of the country, the tenth, nothing. They deserve nothing. They should be kicked out. Yeah. And I, I'm just I'm appreciative of the Ukrainian people and, and even 70 year old ladies taking up arms and willing to fight for their land. Well, well here's the thing. Um, there is something that uh, we don't have. OK, and that's leadership. It's just it's just it's just overwhelming. Just the, the, the lack of leadership over and over and the decisions that are being made. Like you're saying, like, you know, you guys are saying just how late, you know, when when it's come to making a decision. And so uh, it's it's really, you know, I, I just encourage our listeners to pray for this, this our government, because, it, I mean, the, the decisions are just horrific. They're late, mm-hmm. like, like you guys are saying. And it's just, <clears throat> you know, it's it, it's funny. Um, when we, we, you know, I was talking to some of my friends, and we're talking about the United States, uh, just in so far as um, locations. And my comment was, you know what? I was born and raised in Los Angeles, and L.A. is not what it used to be. L.A. of when I was growing up is not the same as it is now, just with traffic, homelessness, crime, okay, um, restriction. It's not the same. But I look at our government, and the, oh, I look at the United States in general. The United States is not the same as it used to be insofar as that powerhouse. Uh, people used to uh, have a lot of respect for the United States. They had a lot of fear in the United States. They wouldn't uh, try to do things that they're doing now because they were afraid of the consequences. And it just seems like 
those days aren't around anymore. Those days are gone. Well, again, not to be um, overly political in regards to this, but, the, you know, I've looked at the wars that they had in the Bible and the various treaties and the various things that uh, Israel was making, Judah was making when they were split. And, you know, there was a ten and two in the kingdom and all that type of stuff and all the mistakes that people can make and all the different different agreements. I would just ask people, to, just like we ask people to do as far as reading the word and studying the word of God, I would ask people to study what goes on in the various things you're hearing about on TV, NATO, you're hearing about that. How does that work? Why is it that you have two guys like China and Russia uh, on the diplomatic side? Ukraine's not in NATO. All the various things, how uh, those things work together to come to the place that we are and get a little bit of uh, history and understanding about what is happening and why it's happening and what could happen and why are we protecting this and how many NATO troops are there, how many United States troops are there, why was Trump trying to get people to pay their fair share and why, you know, all this stuff. But one of the things, Brian, you just mentioned that as far as our strength, freedom costs something. And I think that one of the things that the difference between the two presidents, at least from the standpoint of Trump and Biden, is that Trump built up the the uh, the um, the military to such a degree that if he didn't do that, I'm trying to imagine what what would it be like right now for the Ukraine, Ukraine and uh, uh, NATO and all that stuff. What would he, what would we look like now? Because people actually count on us, and you look at the various soldiers around the world that we have. And in Russia, I listened to the Russian um, ambassador, Craig, and Brian, I tell you, when you say a, a couple of key words about why you're doing this, Russia, and then they say, well, what what we do, what about the United States? You know, what, what, what do you do? How dare you say what we do? And it's no joke, but we in the United States, we put these people in office. We do that, folks. So I'm saying we just need to be a little bit more aware of who we're putting in office because this is a serious consequence well, around the world. I, I think if if uh, we had our other president in there, I don't even think uh, these countries would have even made a move because, I mean, there were more, more, more warning signs uh, with our uh, last president basically saying, if you do this, don't even think about it pretty much because if you do X, Y, Z, uh, you're going to regret it. Well, if I could, Craig, and I'll turn it back over to you. All I know is that when someone telling us that we as the United States are getting, and I'll use the expression, uh, this colloquialism, getting punked out because of just the difference in the, uh, the uh, how we have um, various, what is the what I'm looking for when you have, when you put in your imports and exports, and it's always negative to the United States. We're, we're always on the negative side of that. And when, when uh, the last President Trump was talking about that stuff, and people were trying to say he's just like a, a, a money-grabbing, money-hungry uh, Republican, I'm saying, wait a minute. If it's an imbalanced trade uh, uh, deficit that we're talking about, that gets really real. That gets really real, and we're dealing with that even to this day. But that, to me, that's it's, it's, it's definitely be in prayer about all this situation because it's never been on our shores in my lifetime. But we've had wars here between ourselves, but and we've been attacked before. So, guys, we need to be aware. We need to be informed so that we can be aware. PCH? Well, let's pray, absolutely. Father, we, do th- we thank you for your grace and favor mm. and goodness, and we ask forgiveness for our wickedness and sins and inhumanity towards one another. When we think of what's going on in Ukraine, we pray for those people. You'd be gracious and that you would fight for them, that you would give them the resources they need, uh, to, uh, well, for medical supplies and 
uh, sanitary issues and water, drinking water, and all the related issues that go with this, and uh, from diseases that break out and more like this. But we just pray for for the people, and you'd be gracious that you would uh, raise up other countries, or however you want to do it, but they would get the weapons they need to help defend themselves. Uh, we pray for their souls. You know, pray for those whether they know you or not. We pray for, for all of them, and uh, you be gracious above all their salvation. But yeah, we pray for their very lives, um, with what's going on and just the, the horrors of of this, and that uh, Russia would be brought to account. That, that if nothing else, you Father, if no nations wanted to rise up against it, uh, or group of nations, that you would Father yourself. You don't need any of us. Uh, but you can do it yourself. But we would pray for an end to this and this occupation and, and the killing and the, just the bombing and all the destruction and the loss of life. We, we pray for your work and will in that region and around the world, but particularly the Ukraine, that you would deal with Russia and Putin for doing this and making these incredibly lame excuses to go in there and to attack these people. And calling them Nazis and, and things are just ridiculous. Um, so, Father, we're just asking you. You are the author of justice and truth and right, righteousness and good. And we're praying that you, your will would be done, and you would intervene on behalf of, of the Ukrainian people. Be gracious to them, and that you would move our hearts with compassion to provide a funds or or you know, the actual medical supplies and food and uh, and. And the other things they need to defend themselves. So be gracious, Father, and hear our prayers, because you are a gracious and good God. And so often, Father, you champion the underdog, the person who's being picked on, whether provoked or not. But in this case, it just so, seems outrageous, Father. We're asking for your intervention and your grace and favor of the, on the Ukrainian people. Indeed, raise up the Russians uh, who have been protesting, who have been disagreeing yes, publicly. And many of them, of course, it's great peril to their their livelihood and well-being, and even present time. We pray for the Russian people that they would wake up and they would uh, demand accountability of Putin and not allow him to do this. The Father, will you be glorified? Have mercy upon these people. And uh, we just pray for, again for their, yeah, their physical life, of course, and also their spiritual life, their souls. You'd be gracious and draw them to yourself and intervene that they would not have to live in, under this tyranny and the incredible atrocities that are going on even right now. We pray for your grace and favor according to your will, Father, in Christ Jesus' name. Father God, and additionally, if I would, just ask that you take the European neighbors, the ones that are supposed to be friends of the Ukraine, they're supposed to be fair, um, friends of fairness and righteousness and human human rights and human dignity, the Poland, the Hungary, and the various uh, European nations that are around there, Father God, except uh, by the, by your grace, they, they can go if uh, Russia is allowed to continue the way it's going. And when Craig mentioned about the Russian people that don't agree with what's going on, I just ask and pray for Father God, that you would give them wisdom, solid wisdom on how to deal with their country, how to deal with neighbors, Father God. And I just ask and pray that we don't be ignorant in regards to that everyone thinks the same, that all Russians down are bad because of what the leadership is doing. It would be no different if we were doing something crazy out here in our country, and then we're going to be accused of being that type of American because of our leaders, but yet we know how man thinks. So, Father God, move upon the heart of the neighbors for they take their, and receive the refugees with 
grace, honor, and by your power, Father God, uh, strengthen them and the other countries that will receive the refugees that are pouring out of the Ukraine to the various uh, uh, neighbors in Europe. And Father God, and if anything that we can do, other than just pray, Father God, move upon the hearts of the Americans in this free country that we have, even though the troubles we have, we are still so free and never have experienced anything close to this. And Father God, I just ask and pray that you would use wisdom, uh, give us the wisdom to use of how to deal with the situation between each other when we talk about it, and also what we can do actually and practically, Lord, in Jesus' name. I thank you and praise you for the privilege and opportunity to be in this free country and to be able to do something as opposed to nothing. Amen. Amen. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two is the number. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two is the number. Please take an opportunity to call in, or you can send us questions by way of Facebook, email, or tweeting us questions at Bible Info Brokers or the formats platforms. I should say Bible Information Brokers or Bible Info Brokers. I apologize. Is the format to send us questions that way? Guys, let's go to the city of Lakewood. And Gerald's been gracious enough to hold on. Thanks for holding on, Gerald. Uh, to um, your question from Lake, Lakewood. Hi, um, thank you for accepting me. Um, my question pertained to an incident that happened, I believe, in Phoenix. Um, it was a Catholic priest. He was performing baptisms. I don't, I don't know if you, if any of you guys on the panel are familiar with it, but when he um, performed the baptisms, he he pronounced um, instead of saying "I uh, baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit," he said "We baptize you." In the name of the Father, Holy Spirit. So, because he used the word "we," um, from what I understand, the uh, the Catholic Church told all those people that were baptized that their baptisms were were um, were not valid and they needed to be rebaptized. So, my question um, to you guys are uh, biblically, um, what would be the um, proper uh, way to handle this situation because I, I think from what I understand the priest had had did this for years. He kept saying the, using the word "we." I don't know why why he did it, but um, and I guess for me, um, I, for some reason, I just kept thinking about Saul in the Old Testament, how he wasn't you know God didn't really authorize him to go in there and and, and, and do those things. But um, and hopefully, I'm. I'm kind of describing this correctly, so, you know, I just want to know, you know, because my heart kind of goes out to all those individuals that they think in their, you know, they're baptized, their kids are baptized, and I'm not really familiar how the church does things, so I'm just kind of trying to learn, um, you know, from my own um, knowledge, um, you know, what is the biblical, you know, response to that situation. And you're speaking of being baptized in Roman Catholicism, um, and that's what you're yeah, understanding the priest did. Yeah, what this what this this uh, Catholic priest did. That that was the situation. He, okay. he used the word "we" instead of "I." Got you. And are and are you a Roman Catholic or are you a, a no, Protestant? No, no, I'm I'm just regular uh, Protestant. Okay, very well. Brian PCH. Well, first of all, it's interesting because. Um, you know, there's the there's the disagreement with Protestants and Roman Catholicism, insofar as you know when when the Roman Catholic Church baptizes, they normally are baptizing infants, and um, and as as a Protestant, you know, uh, we don't really hold to the fact that infants should be baptized, basically because you know they don't understand what's being done and what they're being baptized into, and. Um, and I think you can find that biblically as well. Um, 
I've never heard, and Craig, you can address this. I've never heard of the uh, the comment or the remark being made. We baptize you. Uh, is he saying we the the Roman Catholic Church, or is he no, saying he, it's, he's he's gender fluidity using pronouns that are more in light of that? This has to do with the idea of. God didn't make people male and female. That, that one can, gender is fluid, and one can choose and it can change. So that's why. So this is the idea of people choosing their personal pronouns. So yeah. there are there are Protestants who believe in infant baptism. It's a debate. Many tend to be what's called believers' baptism. Only adults, or at least uh, people who can understand, allegedly understand what they're confessing and. And trusting in Christ, they can be children, but they have to have an awareness of this. Right. But there are reformed, there are many reformed and, and Lutherans who are Protestants who do what's called pedo or infant baptism. But so, so that's yeah, it's a, it's a big issue. But the big issue here is so basically to include. I'm trying to remember if the priest actually himself claims to be that, but he's trying to be sensitive to uh, the whole this whole concept of gender fluidity and and the non quote unquote binary so non binaryism and uh, incorporating and being um, what's the word I want open or accommodating to to the whole transgender movement and uh, I would argue with all due respect we ought to love and care about people but. That doesn't mean that we acquiesce to some of their ideas. I mean, the Bible is pretty clear uh, in spite of what people say. Well, some people say they study the book of Genesis and they come up with this idea of non-binary. You know, it's not male or female. It's it's a spectrum. It, it, you can be, uh, there's an infinite number of genders that one could choose and or even then one could choose to change on a daily, weekly basis, whatever. Um, so that's that's an issue, and I, I think maybe I'll give an example here, Gerald, because it's such an important question you're asking. So that's what's going on. That's why you use the we, when normally you'd use the first person, right, to be I. Um, but because he's trying to identify with those people, uh, with transgender, the transgender movement. And, and this is what I want to say. This, is, to me, is a real important teaching moment, is that we can love people, we, we should love them, but it doesn't mean we have to agree with everything they do and support their practices. Now, most people think, well, if you don't do that, then you're not loving, and I disagree. Um, you discipline your kids um, because you do love them. I mean, you don't have to be harsh or mean, but 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 there's a point of discipline. But, I mean, let me give you guys an example. What What if... We're ophthalmologists, and we run an, an ophthalmology center. And, you know, we're eye doctors, as specialists, not just in exams and glasses, but we do surgery and to, uh, correct problems like detached retinas or, well, whatever, you know, everything related to the eye that we are able to do. And what if somebody comes in and says to us, yeah, I'm having trouble with my eyes, or I'm hoping you guys can help me. And we're like, well, we're ophthalmologists. That's what we do. <laughs> we, let's try. So we run a battery of tests. And we go through all that to, to help these this poor person have an eye trouble. And we have our little consult among ourselves as the group of ophthalmologists before we have our consult with the uh, the individual in question. And we're like, well, well, the good news is there's nothing wrong with their eyes. Not sure what's going on. We need to talk a little bit more about this. Are they talking psychological or, or otherwise? What's going on? Because we could not find anything, physically speaking, 
uh, that is problematic with their eyesight. So we bring them in, have a consult, and said, well, got good news, bad news. Uh, bad news is, yeah, you had a lot of tests and spent time, but the good news is we can confidently say to you that you don't have any eye problems. There's nothing wrong with your eyes. They're as good as it gets. You have 20-20 vision, and, I mean, we found no problems in all the tests we did, nothing. And then what if the person kind of put their head down and breathe a sigh, and not of relief, but of of almost uh, despair? And we're like, hmm, that wasn't what we were expecting. We just gave them good news. And, and then what if they said, well, okay, let me be truthful. I, I, I knew I've already had a bunch of high exams. <laughs> I, I know that physically, in quotes, I don't have any problems, but you don't understand. Uh, I, I feel I'll never be whole. Wow. Uh, as long as I can see, um, I identify as a blind person. There's a key phrase. I, I yeah. identify. Hey, PCAs, oh, PCAs, let's do this. Let's let's take it on the other side of the break. We come over to a hard break right now. We'll finish this up on the other side and dealing with the uh, the baptism sure. from this uh, Catholic it's priest. A I think, yeah. yeah, cliffhanger. Very much a cliffhanger. So, ladies and gentlemen, take an opportunity during this cliffhanger time, and on the side of the break, we're going to come back. So please call in. Eric has some open lines at 888-995-5552. 888-995-5552, which open on this question. We want to give you the biblical response. Every other format is Bible Info Brokers. Bible Info Brokers for Facebook. Tweet. Email us at a dot com website. And we'll be back after these messages. 